Welcome to the Messy Marriage Podcast um, with Matt and Kara. And today is Love and Alcohol Part 2. And we kind of left you guys uh, in the first part off with uh, a little note that we both ended up in the hospital after Mm -hmm. uh, because of our drinking at some point. Uh, Different points, but both of us ended up there. And um, But we just wanted to touch on a few other things that happened... Prior, prior to that back up just a little bit yeah and um yeah so uh basically we had left off with um our, our drinking had kind of got to a point where we weren't super comfortable with it we had added in some hard liquor yeah. So we were drinking, um, you know, what? <laughs> Nothing. So uh, why are you what, laughing? Because it's funny looking back because, you know, there's the depression and anxiety and some panic attacks and stuff, but we thought we were geniuses and we could add even some more stuff to the mix. Oh yeah. Well, the panic attacks came after we added the hard oh, stuff. Oh no, I know. I know. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like, what what else did we add? Just uh, more liquor. Well, <laughs> we liquor added on a top lot of, of liquor, liquor and and more beer because you know that always helps. No, but uh, you know there there did come a point where we added, you know, Xanax, oh, Zoloft, yes, yes. Uh, some prescription meds. Um, okay, but it's not like we were going out on the street and no, you know, <laughs> scoring some Xanax and stuff. I mean, we got to kind of lay that out a little bit um, for whoever's listening. Um, Yeah. I mean, so we were drinking heavy anyways. Right. And what tends to follow with heavy drinking or drug use is mental problems. Mental health problems. Um, Our brains don't, (laughs) go figure, don't, don't like function that well with like, Copious, Dru- copious amounts, amounts of, of alcohol, alcohol and, drugs. and drugs. It really screws with your uh, chemicals and stuff. Uh, your serotonin levels, your dopamine, all that kind your of stuff. Your adrenals even. Your adrenal glands. Um, yeah, alcohol does all kinds of things. Wonderfully lovely things to our bodies um, that uh, make us feel good in the moment. But then... Um, you pay for it the rest of the but next then day. It can have a very negative um, effect on you. Um, it can affect your um, just anxiety, depression, right. things like that. A lot of people that drink heavily deal with these things. Um, for sure. And unfortunately, um, you know, you go to the doctor and, you know, like you are like looking for help because you're feeling like, anxious and stuff so that's what happened with us yep. or me I guess I was the first one um and I I started dealing with some anxiety the beginning of my 30s yeah um and it kind of came out of like nowhere I remember just sitting in a rocking chair in the living room one morning and feeling like this wave of something come over me that I had never felt before and um I just felt like my brain seized up and 
just my heart start pumping really fast. Right. And I was like, what is this? What's going on? I was having a panic attack. Yeah. And, um, and that was the beginning of many panic attacks to come. Um, but basically, yeah, I, I ended up, I struggled with that for a while and, um, and didn't even think to like, didn't make the connection between that and no, alcohol. I didn't, right. I didn't, I was I didn't like, either. I had no idea. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I knew that the drinking I'm sure it wasn't helping anything. I knew I wasn't feeling great, but um, I ended up eventually going to the doctor and, you know, just saying, yeah, like I have this anxiety and, you know, whatever. And they, they ask you all the questions like, um, you know, how much do you drink per week and everything? And we tell them and, all our lies. And we, yeah, <laughs> we tell them all our lies. <laughs> oh, you know, I have like a glass or two of wine every night. Like right. if I was a doctor and like my patient told me that I'd be like, liar. Yeah. Well, I think they already <laughs> say they, most doctors do, go ahead and double that in their head, whatever you tell right. them. But yeah, we, we lied hard. I think I was like, yeah, I might have three or four beers. But you night. didn't go to the doctor the same time. I, no, did. I, know. I was dealing with my things I know, before but you. I'm just saying right. like people lie about that. Oh yeah. And then, but they probably in actuality probably should have tripled or quadrupled the number that I was giving them. <laughs> Same here. Because because at this Cause point... Because my number was completely unacceptable. Yeah, I was like, was, uh, 12 drinks a night? Well... <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. I guess I can't tell them that. They might put me in jail. How does that all work? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Oh, okay. I have to t say this story. Like, I feel so stupid. Like, I want to bring some humor into this. It's a very dark, like... Um, thing to talk about or it can be so i just want to talk about some some of the funny parts too sure but um this one when i went to the doctor it was so funny like you know i lied of course and whatever and i was so like like i was so focused on covering up how much i drank and that that couldn't possibly be the reason I was having these anxiety attacks, you know, cause I knew the doctor if I said, well, I have about 10 to 12 drinks a night, you right. know, um, she'd be like, well, uh, you should probably go to rehab and, <laughs> and then your anxiety might stop if you stop drinking like a fish. Um, but I remember her giving me like a prescription for Xanax and for an antidepressant. Right. And, and then, she was like, and you know, you, uh, make sure you don't drink on the medication and stuff like that. And like, I, I can't remember exactly, but there was a point where I was like, well, and, and can I still drink coffee? Like I made a big deal about the coffee yeah. because I was trying to like divert her attention of how oh, much I might've been right. focused on, on whether alcohol. I could drink or not yeah. too. Um, and I'm like, Cause I can't live without my coffee, you know, and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, what I really wanted to say was I can't live without my wine. Please yeah, don't take away my wine. I'll die without my wine. But, um, yeah, so stupid. I know <laughs> we were trying to cling way too hard to, uh, our addictions. Yeah. So, so she gave me a prescription and, um, I remember I was so bad at the time with my anxiety that my mom took me to the doctor. I couldn't even drive there. Right. 
Uh, that was pretty bad. I, I blank so much of this out and, and now that we're talking about it, these memories start popping up Yeah. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I couldn't even drive myself no, to the doctor. I mean, I could barely drive myself <laughs> yeah. some days. And, uh, yeah. So, um, I don't think it was the doctor's fault, but, uh, adding Xanax and antidepressants to the mix of someone who's pretty good into a, you know, diction with, um, alcohol, it's not a good idea. Yeah. And for the sake of expediency, like, you know, we'll tell both of our stories, even though they happen at different times, different times, but you know, we both basically had the experience of going to a doctor. Here's my problem. And they're like, here's some pills and, you know, just be careful with your alcohol consumption while you're taking this medication. Um, it's just kind of a little thing they throw it, in there. It's it, not it, yeah, that big and it's, of a it's deal. It's kind of like a disclaimer, like, you know, somebody reading really fast at the end of a commercial or something. It's like nobody like, pays attention no, to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll be careful. Probably not, but okay. And it's like, so, <laughs> so yeah, but probably but, not, but okay. <laughs> but, but we did recognize like we were both having symptoms like of just anxiety, depression, like just feeling foggy in our brains which i could see for myself being understandable because i had dealt with depression before right um like postpartum depression but you had never dealt with it so i thought that was kind of weird yeah i had never had any sort of you know at least that i knew of mental health issues maybe some people that used to know me would think otherwise but uh well (laughs) those are that's a whole nother no i'm just kidding yeah but um anyways like so when we start taking these pills, at least the way I remember it is it's almost like, oh, like especially Xanax, I can like have the feeling of two or three drinks without drinking. Yeah, it helps the anxiety go away. Just yeah. like actually drinking helps the anxiety right. going away. Go, You know, I am fumbling my words today. It's okay. We'll get through it. Okay. But, um, but yeah, and I feel like once we added those pills into the mix, like I know we really didn't cut down if any, our alcohol intake. No. And I feel like that's when we hit like the rapid decline towards the eventual point of ending up in a hospital. Oh my goodness. It was rough. I, I don't know. I feel like it's, a little harder for me to think about this time than you. I feel like it doesn't bother you as much. Like, am I wrong about that? Like, I feel like just thinking about it makes me just, Oh yeah. It's, it was such a dark time. It was a really I dark time. I think maybe time. because it lasted so long for me. It lasted a lot longer for you and you had a lot more physical manifestations of, of these symptoms, which is pretty common with women. Yeah. Like, Women are so much more negatively affected by alcohol yeah. um, than men. So when you have these relationships that are co, uh, what is that word? Like, um, codependent, codependent, you know, um, and maybe both of the people are addicted to a substance. Um, right. I think a lot of times you see it affecting the woman really badly. Um, 
And because we have so much more body chemistry stuff going on, like we have so many more hormones for sure. And that's something I looked up like and read about a lot because I was like, why am I having such a hard time? And Matt's yeah, Matt is, but not like I am. And yeah. And it just turns out we just have, you know, our liver is like, uh, and adrenals they're they're filtering out these hormones and they're bogged down anyways. And then you put alcohol into it and it's trying to fil- filter that. And then, so it's not able to filter your hormones right. too. And so then you end up with all these other problems and it spikes your estrogen, which that's not great for guys, but it's really not great for women. And so I had all these problems and then I was, I had a lot of stomach problems, like a lot of stomach problems. Yeah. Um, I was like sick to my stomach basically all the time. And the only thing that would make it sort of go away, ironically, is like a shot of whiskey. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, we were, we were mixing the Xanax, we were mixing the pills and, and depression the depression medicine wasn't helping at all. Not at all. It made us both feel worse and probably because we were drinking a lot and you're not supposed to mix it and everything. Um, and the Xanax was extremely addictive. That was to, to be honest, like I've, I've done, you know, I'm not a, a substance abuse champion, but I've done quite a few things. Um, smoking cigarettes, you know, uh, chewing tobacco, drinking, um, you know, pot. We've never done like hard but drugs, no, never but done we've the hard done drugs. basically everything but, else. But my point in saying that is like, I've never experienced something so addicting as taking Xanax was for me personally. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's like that for everybody, but for me personally, it was, it was, it quickly became a monster. Like super quick. Like, like to where it's like, okay, well I, I need more. Well, I should, you know, let me, cut this pill in half so I can at least have a little something more. And, you know, and I just remember it got to the point where, I mean, these are dark days. I mean, I think honestly, drinking wise alone, you know, 15, 16, 17 drinks a day for me. Yeah. On top of taking Xanax, um, I threw out my antidepressants pretty quick. I think I took those one night and, had such bad hallucinations and stuff that I just was like, I'm never taking that again. And when we say 15, 16 drinks, we're talking like normal, like drinks. Like we're not, yeah, we're not talking about wine glasses filled to the brim. We're talking about, this is like the, we're going by the standard. By whatever, you know, whoever controls that, the FDA or whoever says what a drink is, but yeah. Um, And it quickly got to the point where in the midst of, that much drinking and doing these pills, I knew there was something in me that felt like if I kept going at this pace and doing these pills, like I literally felt like I might die. Yeah. Me too. And, and, um, and we only had the Xanax to begin with, but, um, there were a few times where at different times in our life, like, I mean, this time frames just within a few months of each other, yeah. but it's basically the same within the same like year, right. you know, um, 
where we both had like panic attacks, not knowing what was happening at the time, not knowing that, Hey, you're just having a panic attack. You're not dying. And we would go to the ER after we had been drinking and stuff and, um, not together, but separately, like there was yeah. a time where you went, there was like a couple times where I went, right. I went thinking I was having a heart attack. Um, yeah, because that was pretty scary. I was having, I was having a panic attack, but I was also, um, having, um, bodily issues going on. That was a side effect of drinking too much. I, my body needed desperately things that I wasn't giving it and that it was just like electrolytes oh, and vitamin B's and vitamins that, that gets yeah. filtered out of your body at a rapid rate when you're drinking. And you were dehydrated. I hadn't slept good yeah. in years because right. of the drinking. Um, yeah, drinking affects your sleep really, really bad. And so, um, yeah, so I had gone to the ER a few times, and that's always like so stupid feeling because you go and why are you here, Kara? Yeah, and you're like, I don't know, I'm having a panic attack, and you know, I, I just, you know, you just want you're so scared, yeah. and you're just your brain is doing all these things that like you just feel like you're out of control, and so they just load you up with um, anti anxiety medications like. What were some of those benzodiazepines or yeah. whatever you call Ativan it? Ativan. Ativan was like a big and, one. And yeah. and so I remember walking out of the ER one time where basically, I mean, I am so sorry if you're a nurse and you've had to deal with people that are idiots and they come in and, you know, they um, are like me. But I, I hope you can have a little grace for them because they're just lost people. Yeah. Like they're we just totally lost, lost people. And, um, and I could tell my nurses were not happy. Like they were like, oh, I have real, I have nurse. real people to deal with, yeah. with real problems. And I remember stumbling out of the ER, like with loaded up on out of van that one time, yeah. uh, just like, uh, feeling like, okay, I feel kind of better cause I'm completely medicated up, but I knew it wasn't what I really needed. Yeah. And we don't have to stick to the hospital What's stories your, for that well, long, but, but, oh, okay, well, but the one point about your hospital story that I, I don't think you mentioned was, um, Kara, why are you here? You had to actually admit with your mom in the room. Oh, you're not going to tell your story first. No, but, but you're, you know, I want you to complete your story. Then I'll okay, tell mine. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, so I had been to the ER a couple times, and my mom knew I was struggling with drinking at that point. Um, she probably didn't know, like, the full extent of it. No, she didn't. I, I, I don't even think she knew very much. I just think she, she was. Knew. I mean, like, yeah, she she knew a decent amount, but yeah. I hadn't been honest about everything. So. Right. Yeah, so after they had taken my blood work and all that stuff, and they were like, yeah, you're just low on some electrolytes and B vitamins or I don't know, whatever. Something like said. that. Um, I basically, I had to, I don't remember what the doctor said or why this had to be said, but I know that I was basically kind of outed because there was no, um, there was no other reason I could be there except for drinking. And, yeah. and so the doctor and my mom was in the room and I had to admit like, well, I started drinking again, mom. 
you yeah. know. Because, yeah, that's right. You had told her you had quit, I think. Yeah, she had thought yeah. I had quit. And um, that's just the funnest thing to have to do. <laughs> you know, like, I I couldn't, in that moment, I couldn't believe what my life was. Like, right. I was, like, thinking, I'm not this person, you know? Like, who am I? Mm. Who am I that I'm sitting here having to say the words, I started drinking again. Like I'm some freaking alcoholic bum on the street with no life, no nothing to live for. Like, I mean, I'm sure if anybody had looked at me walking down the street with my three kids at the time, they would have just been like normal chick looks good, looks normal, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't mean like it looks good as in like, oh, she's hot. Like that's no, what I'm saying. Hot. It's okay. I, I was, I met like, she looks like a I, normal I, person. I know what you mean. Um, yeah. But I was, yeah, nonetheless sitting there and I mean, my mom was very loving and very understanding. Very and, loving. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to right, that part. Yes. I'll just tell mine really quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go into great detail about your, your time, please. Now that I've. <laughs> no, um, you know, and if you've listened to other episodes, uh, you know that my main um, go-to is denial. So that's never good for somebody who's an emotional addict. turtle. I'm an, an emotional tortoise. tortoise. Oh, oh, sorry. Tortoise. I think they're slower than turtles. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Gabe's tortoise is kind of fast sometimes, but. If she's scared. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or if she's excited she's scared <laughs> you speed up if you're scared yeah but uh no i was um yeah so i was I, I think we were still on the pills at this time i'm almost positive on the xanax but, oh yeah but um i just remember one night i had drank the nastiest whiskey because we could only afford the cheap stuff and had been doing the pills and i just remember i don't know if it was like one two in the morning but you were shaking me trying to get me to wake up mm. in bed. And you had finally gone and got your dad. Um, maybe it was your dad and your mom, but you guys were trying to shake me to wake up. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I need to go back to sleep. You know, like I'm tired here. <laughs> and, uh, I think I had, what had I stopped breathing or something? You I, I was like, you were breathing like sporadically. I yeah. I, I was breathing very, very sporadically, like not enough. It was weird. It was, it was freaky. Yeah, it was like my system had become so depressed by the alcohol and then the Xanax that I was having trouble breathing. And I was like, because of that, I was so tired. I was like, why are these people bothering me? I just need to go back to bed. And everybody's like, no, we're taking you to the hospital. Yeah. You need to go to the hospital. And um, oh anyways, gosh, yeah. yeah. So this is whatever, two in the morning. They, you know, they throw me in the back seat. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a pile of, of nothing at this point and, um, drive to the ER, get checked in and it's all a little blurry to me. I but can't But you were anxious why. now that we woke you up. But uh, yeah, I started getting had, some anxiety. You had had anxiety that yeah. day. Yeah. And I was like, you know, so I started to, you know, the wheels started turning in my brain. I was starting to figure out what was going on. And, um, long story short, going to the ER and, uh, they kind of, you know, get me checked in or whatever and throw me on a table and, the nurse is really mad. She's, My dad's mad too. And your dad's really mad. And he's too. mad at me because I'm basically drunkish. Yeah, you're still kind of tipsy from. I had been drinking. Yeah. 
And um, so, yeah, your dad's mad and the nurse is mad and she's just, you know, I just remember her slinging IV bags around being like, you're just drunk, blah, blah. I was like, no, I'm oh, not. That's right. I was like, no, I'm not. I, I haven't had a drink since whatever, you know, uh, oh 10 o'clock. So that's, that's what I'm talking about with the denial. It, but, you know, if you add up all the drinks I had had, my body definitely had to it have It couldn't had, get it out of its system. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it matter that it had that been much. four hours. Yeah. It, it, it didn't matter. Right. And so she's mad. Your dad's mad. And, and um, Oh, she got mad at me, too, yeah. because she smelled the liquor on my breath. Yeah. She's like, I can smell it on your breath. and Which I didn't know I had even liquor breath because I hadn't drank for a while, too. But that's what happens when you're just yeah. like you drink so much, it just stays with you. Yeah, it, it was a bad night. And I remember um, they finally got me stable or whatever they did, gave me an IV bag or something. And we weren't there that long. But driving home, you know, your dad was still pretty upset, obviously. And and I was like, I swear, Bob, I'm, I'm not I'm not drunk. I haven't had a drink like I, I love you. I appreciate you. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not drunk. I wouldn't do this to you or, you know, I'm just babbling on. Like and I was babbling too. <laughs> babbling like a cicada. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but you know, your dad obviously could see through all that. But um, and he wouldn't talk to us the way home. No, and I remember being like, "Dad, dad, yeah, dad, talk to me." And I, I'm just a ridiculous human being at that point. Well, we both were. And yeah, uh, thank yeah. you, Dad, if you're listening yeah. to this for just getting through all that. And my parents both and. Yeah, so we'll fast forward a little bit just for time's sake, but your parents, again, um, really helped us through this time. But just to touch on the Xanax, I remember one night, um, I can't remember if it was after your hospital stay, my hospital stay, whatever, but I just remember being like, we have to get rid of these pills. Like, I don't care if we keep drinking, but I know It had been a couple months of this. Yeah, I know these pills are, are just bad. And oh, so it was so it, bad. It was so bad. And I knew they were going to end up killing me because, because there was a few nights there was where just, I think that God protected our lives. Yeah. Because I, I think really, I, I was pretty close to people die from this yeah, kind of stuff. They yeah. do. I mean, I, I mean, when uh, I think about I it, about I know it, how close I when I think came. about it, yeah. I, I feel like literally the worst parents ever because I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't believe we, we did this. Like, yeah. I can't believe we put our lives in danger like this. Yeah. Not, but, but yeah, but, but it got to the point where I knew it was bad enough. And I said, I'm flushing these down the toilet yeah. and I got that bottle of pills and I dumped them out in the toilet. And I remember thinking like, this is crazy. I remember for a split second thinking, I wonder if I can dig those things back out of the toilet really quick. What? Yeah. I had that just a split second thought and I was like, shut up brain. And I plush, you know, I, I hit the, the, flush. the, the handle <laughs> yeah. and I flushed those things down. I was like, they are gone. I know. I, re- I remember yeah. that though. And it was hard yeah. because it was almost like after I flushed them for both of us, I remember instant regret. I don't remember if I was even, was I even still on any pills at that point? Oh, I yeah. can't remember. Yeah. Oh, well, that was like probably one of the best moves yeah. um, that you did was just to flush the pills. And um, and again, like, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like you just mentioned how God must have been protecting us. Mm-hmm. And I'm flushing these pills drunk. Yeah. Having the wherewithal in that state of mind to do that, like, and follow through with it and not dig those things back out of the toilet. Like, 
I don't know if. Well, you know, you know, I, I, I personally believe that God speaks to us, whether we're drunk on drugs, right. whatever. I, I believe that he, I mean, it happens all the time to people. And it, and I think, I think it's cause you know, your brain isn't overthinking. So you can hear sometimes like, right. and it doesn't matter. Like, um, and you listened in that moment and um, I, I had a brief moment of clarity. I'm not saying it doesn't matter to be like on alcohol and drugs. I don't know if that's what, how that no, came no, off. People but, get what you're saying. I oh, get okay. what you're saying. I'm just saying you can hear from God, uh, like in those dark moments yeah. and, and you can listen in those dark moments. It's possible. Yeah. But, um, but just for the sake of the, the time frame here, it wasn't long after that where we, I call it my folding the laundry moment where your mom was adamant that we weren't going to be drinking anymore. And she came in the house. She dumped all our beer, (laughs) all our, all our, she didn't. Yeah, she did. I don't remember her doing that. Yep, She took, she literally took my beer and then maybe she didn't dump it, but she watched as you dumped the liquor, but we dumped it all down the drain. Wow, I do not remember yeah. that. I just remember her coming in and being like, you uh, need to get out of bed and you need to do right. something. That was after we had dumped the, the booze mm. and and it and we were coming off booze and pills basically at the same time. Some of this time frame might be a little mixed up because obviously we were in a bad state of mind. But I do remember after the that one ER trip where I had to tell my mom yeah. that I was drinking again. I remember I, I had to sober up that night and I remember hearing all its crazy voices right, and stuff right. like that, that. So yeah, that, that was at some point. Yeah, and we're not gonna I, I don't really we're gonna stick to a loose time frame here. No. <laughs> I don't want to. Right. I'm just trying to get the story out. But but yes, like well, so, calm down. It's all right. Everybody's, you know, <laughs> they don't have to listen to the whole thing if it's too much. But okay. Yeah. But yeah. So yes. So we were trying to get sober from pills okay. and from alcohol at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and so yes, there was many nights where I heard radio stations playing in my head, or I saw monsters. Like I was just hallucinating. There was a few, th- a, a few days of getting off the pills that, yeah. that was, we didn't sleep all night, basically. Didn't sleep. Like we even, do you remember having to sleep in separate beds? Yes, I do. I, I remember that very clearly. Yeah. I was, I, I, I couldn't sleep next to you. You couldn't sleep next to me because we'd feed off of each other's anxiety that we were having yeah. about trying to go to sleep without alcohol or pills. Right. Um, cause we were used to having a drink like before bed, we would have a drink that would like put us to sleep. We would call it the sleeper. Oh, do you is remember it? that? No. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to pour us See, our sleeper. Got, kids don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Look, my brain do- <laughs> can't remember Jack's squat. Yeah. That's probably why. But, um, but yeah, we were trying to do that. And, um, the sleeper if you had anxiety about sleep then i would be like oh gosh now i have anxiety because you have anxiety or vice versa oh my gosh. and you would go sleep in one of the kids' bed or i would go I, sleep I did. on the couch i slept upstairs in the yeah. loft and i just remember basically about like two or three in the morning committing myself to the fact that 
I wasn't going to sleep. Yep. And even though we wouldn't be sober the rest of, you know, that wouldn't be the beginning of our real sober, our real sobriety. It was a seed. It it was a a small seed. Yeah. That was like many other seeds that for the next five years would be planted to then grow into what has happened. Right. Um, to give us like a real sobriety in our life. Yeah. Um, but, but after those, what felt like years, but it was probably a week of nights like that. Yeah. I remember you got, you started trying to do things. I think it was probably your mom instinct, but you started to try to, your mom would come up and you started to, to get up in the mornings at a more decent hour yeah. and be there for the kids and I was just still s- sitting here in bed, stuck in this like catch 22 of not sleeping, anxiety, feeling like garbage, feeling like it was, it took everything in me just to get up and go to the bathroom and get back into bed. Mm-hmm. And when I talked about the folding the laundry moment, I remember one morning you and your mom came in cause I wasn't getting out of bed hardly at all. Like all day, you know, you were so focused on your, anxious I was so feelings focused on my feelings and that you was, it was making you yeah. more anxious. And so, so yeah, it was, like I said, a catch 22 and your mom came in and said, come on, Matt, you got to get up. You got to fold some laundry, get out of bed. And we, it was like, no, yeah, but it was, you got to get up and fold some laundry. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I was like, fold laundry. I can't like, fold laundry. I, Look at me. Do you see me? Do you see me right now? Me fold laundry? I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever ever heard in my whole entire life. <laughs> that's how bad it was. It's so laughable now. And and like it looked to me like you might as well tell me to come climb Mount Everest today. But how dare she ask how, me to yeah, fold how dare laundry? You? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I haven't worked for like weeks and I'm sitting here, you it know. Was, it was a couple weeks, yeah. yeah. But uh, but I eventually, you guys, you and your mom convinced me to come out. And I come out and I remember the living room being as bright as if I had just walked <laughs> onto the surface of the sun <laughs> because I had been in a dark room for weeks, <laughs> wallowing in my own filth. And... Uh, <laughs> You're like, what is this world? And, and and it was it was literally one t-shirt at a time or one pair of pants at a time. Yeah. You know? And I started folding folding laundry and I was like, Oh, I guess I can do this. Yeah. And and that got me out of bed. And guess what? The next day I got out of bed again. You yeah. know? And and for me that was that was the start of realizing, okay, I can get back to some normal normalcy in life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hate to like always bring up movie stuff, but it does kind of remind me of Walk the Line where like mm, yeah. the uh her and her parents come in and like they they like bring out the shotgun for the drug dealer the that drug comes dealer? to drop off yeah, his that, drugs. That, your mom would have done that. Yeah, if, oh my mom totally oh, would have totally if we had a drug dealer, out. she yeah. would have done that. Um that's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, it was a moment like that. Yeah. Um and so there was on and off periods of sobriety for a while after that. Um, that was our, I, I, I mean, with all of that meltdown that happened, at least it brought like the truth out that we had issues. It it was definitely 
a reality it's check. like the pills even though they've made everything so much worse in a lot of ways it also made it better or god used it for something good because mm-hmm. it was like a wake-up call like we were like we don't want to go to the er again we don't want to be these like yeah. parents that can't right. just get up and make can't our kids work breakfast and, and take care of the kids even though it's such a short period of time yeah that that lasted like it just felt like forever it, it felt like an eternity it really did and and um and the guilt that you feel as a parent when you have this addiction and you feel like i shouldn't have this because i'm a parent like right. parents don't have time for addictions parents don't have time to you know not get up and do the things that they need to do or if they get up and they feel like crap all day that's that's horrible you know you just feel horrible yeah um and so, I mean, there was a long period of time where we tried to moderate our drinking. Right. Well, yeah, what happened was um, we realized we had a problem. Right. But it, And the pills were gone. We weren't going to go back to pills. No. But the alcohol still was singing a siren song mm-hmm. to us. And so we tried to come up with creative ways to be responsible with our drinking. I think it's really important to note that for people that are like, have been drinking for as long as we had for a decade. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a regular part of our life. We couldn't really fathom at the time what our lives would look like without alcohol. I couldn't, I I had some ridiculous thoughts about that. Like what? I'm ashamed. What? No, I, I had a thought. I think I've told you this before. Ah, oh, I was so stupid. It's okay. I, I, I remember thinking at one point, um, man, you know, when I get put in a nursing home oh. in like 30 or 40 years, <laughs> how am I going to sneak alcohol into the nursing home? Because there's no way, like, there's got to be a way. Like, I wonder if my kids would bring it to me or... Get, oh, you want to know my get ridiculous? friendly with one of the uh, okay, nurses. I'll, yeah, I'll give I'll give you one of mine. <laughs> okay, what's what of yours? Okay, this is even worse. Oh, it's like ridiculous. I actually thought like, is heaven gonna be really boring because there's no alcohol there? <laughs> is there alcohol in heaven? If I get to heaven, I don't even like know if I'm gonna get to heaven. It's <laughs> like, right. but I wonder how it's gonna be. I mean, wine is in the Bible. Turns out you're just drunk on God's love in heaven. Uh, Hopefully. No, that's, that's happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, there's some ridiculous, ridiculous songs. I mean, I, I just figured sobriety meant a life of boring bleakness with, um, no laughter, no fun. Like what, what do people do with all their time? Like what do they do in the evenings? What do they do on the week? What do they drink tea? Like, Like oh yeah. So I'm going (laughs) to... So I'm going to drink tea in the evening. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. What? Take a bath. Oh yeah. That's going to really like make me feel better. So, um, but yeah. Are you going to get, uh, to the creative ways we tried to oh, yeah. moderate? I'm going to, okay. I'm going to get to that. So we had all kinds of ways we tried to moderate. Um, and we, we get to laugh at them now. Um, because it, none of them worked. No, they <laughs> like, sure didn't. Not for uh, us. well we had the nine o'clock rule. That was my favorite one looking back why because it was such a failure or 
No, but actually, we did that for be, a while. Because actually, it was somewhat of a success in the beginning. So we had this rule, and, and I coined it so creatively, the nine o'clock rule. Yeah, that was amazing. Because we, uh, we were like, well, if we don't drink till after nine o'clock at night when the kids are in bed and whatever, you know, we'll have a couple drinks, watch some TV, go to bed. Well, that quickly turned into how many drinks can we cram <laughs> into the two hours between nine o'clock and 11 o'clock oh when we gosh, go to bed? Yeah. And uh, so <laughs> we basically we're like, we laugh now, by the way, we're not making we're not light, making of, light this, of it, but, it's but you good. have to laugh. You have like, to like be able to laugh because we really were like sincere about this. Oh, no, no. I thought I was as pious as a freaking priest, you know? Yeah. I'm like sitting here measuring my beer <laughs> and yes, I've had exactly 12 ounces. And then I'm like, what's the highest strength beer that is available on planet earth? I'm going to measure that out. <laughs> And, and then, you know, and I had, and I had my box wine that yeah. I would, I'd be like, well, I'm only allowing myself to have, uh, two glasses of wine. Cause that's normal. That's what normal that's people what normal do. Normal good people do. And so I would fill that freaking glass like to the very top. It was like basically a half gallon glass of wine. You'd feel it to the top so much that like every other <laughs> night it would spill onto the bed because it was so full. I know. And, and then I would just guzzle <laughs> it. Like it would take yep. me like. I don't know, 15 minutes or so to, to finish it. But, um, yeah, I felt like we were, we were like really good people. Like we yeah. were, uh, we had turned our lives around. Yeah. I was like, man, we, we are like getting a whole, we are adults now. Yeah. Like we've got this. And then that failed because we realized we were just basically binge drinking for an hour yeah, and a half before bed. Seven or eight drinks into and two then, hours right and then yeah. you drink that much before bed and you're not sleeping good and, and then you're you still get a hangover the next and you morning. still get a hangover and so we realized that wasn't that great so we were like well how about we just only drink on the weekends yeah so that was our next rule and um that was uh i don't really remember uh how it, it failed how long pretty that... quick because then every day was a saturday pretty much yeah. I mean, every day was like... It bled into it just, the week. It, it yeah. Started, oh, Monday's been so hard. Well, okay, I'll stop on the way home. By the way, this is a side note, but um, you become much more positive about life if you come out of addiction, you, you're you sober, um, because you have to be positive. Like, it's only beneficial to you to be positive. And, um, and when we were drinking, it was like that being negative was another reason like why we could drink or we could push the limits that night. It was like, this day's been horrible. It's like, I would find myself, well, you're shaking your head. I, this no, was, no, no, it's all true what you're saying. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell if you're shaking your head or agreeing. Uh, no, I just had something to add to that, but go, go ahead. ahead. Go no, ahead. No, I, I think too, is that you have, so when you quit drinking, when, at least when I was drinking, I was able to like literally no pun intended kick the can down the road for any negative problems anything that that had to be addressed you know i could kick that can down the road and, right. and, and get those thoughts off of my mind till the next day well guess what you do that a couple of days in a row then you have a giant pile of problems and then it's like well now tuesday's stressful yeah i'm gonna drink on tuesday instead yeah. of just choosing to face up to those issues 
however small or big they were. And, and, and like, that's a big thing when you get sober. Um, when we got sober, uh, it's like a little overwhelming. I'm not going to lie because you're like, yeah, then you're now facing all these problems that you haven't talked about for years. Yeah. Just even emotions. It's like, Oh wait, what are our emotions again? Yeah. Yeah. What are yeah. feelings? I, I forgot what it was like to feel. Yeah. So yeah. Needless to say, like we had a lot of, uh, just a lot of these rules. Oh, oh yeah. There was the only drinking on date nights and special occasions rule. So we had a lot of dates and a lot of special occasions. Yeah. <laughs> that, that rule that really didn't last no, very long lasted. at all. Um, it was mostly special occasions that we, we always, there was always a special occasion. Yeah. Um, and stuff. And so that ended up, we were still drinking like four or five, yeah. uh, you know, uh, nights out of the week. So, and then there was, when we realized moderating alcohol wasn't working very good, um, we're like, we'll have one beer in the evening and we'll smoke pot because we live in Colorado. I forgot about that. Yeah. So Colorado, it's legal here, easy to get. Um, and so we were like, we'll just, once the kids are in bed, we'll go out, we'll take a little puff and we'll have a beer and that's it. And, um, out of all of them, actually, that wasn't, that was, that was the one that probably lasted the longest. It was like a few months of that. This is not a marijuana advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> Cause guess what? It, we got addicted to pot yeah, too. It, it actually did. People are like, pot's not addictive. I'm like, well, maybe not physically, but it's <laughs> mentally. Maybe not an addict, <laughs> but, uh, special people. But, uh, yeah, no, that actually, actually really did cut our drinking down, but we were professionals. We found a way to amp oh, it up. Oh, we were, we were really good at that. Yeah. yeah. So not, none of that worked. Uh, moderation didn't work. And then, um, you know, I feel like, um, we were still, you know, we were still drinking and stuff and, uh, and cause it kind of was still creeping back in and everything. Yeah. Um, and then there was just, a point where my health was declining. Um, I was not feeling good. I was feeling bad. Like, and just my, I was having stomach issues. I didn't know if I had an ulcer or whatever. I wasn't even drinking that much at the time. At this point we had both really, it it was probably the most we had cut down. I mean, I wasn't drinking that much for what we had been drinking. Right. In comparison. Like two drinks a night, you would have maybe two, three drinks, maybe three drinks max. a night, which most, a lot of people might say that's not bad. Yeah. But, but you were just, I was having destroyed a lot of problems yeah. and, and I was like always nauseous and, um, like I wouldn't even want to eat anything until like way later in the day. Yeah. I would just wake up and my stomach would not feel good and I would throw up a lot and it was like not good. Um, and there was there was some low points with that feeling really not good um and just i mean i remember one um trip we took it was for luke's birthday to albuquerque yeah, yeah. and um i don't know if it's the anxiety of traveling or what but i definitely was not feeling good and i got like just a really sick stomach and I was throwing up a lot and, and I had to hide it from the kids. Cause I was like, didn't want them to know it's his birthday. You didn't want, yeah, to, I didn't yeah. want to ruin it. And, and a part of me just, 
I mean, a big part of me knew it was my fault. Like I was like, I know that this is going to go away if I quit drinking. And I, even though I wasn't drinking a lot, like there was something going on there and, um, it might've just been the anxiety. It might've been just a mix of physical stuff and anxiety. But I remember you coming in and the kids were in the other room of the hotel and you shut the door to the bedroom and you came over and, and you're like, how are you feeling and stuff? And I just started bawling. I know. Like I just started bawling my eyes out and you're like, it's okay, babe. And everything. And, and, and I knew like also, I mean, I was still doing the thing where it's like, if I take a shot of whiskey, you know, it's, it's going to help my stomach feel better. So I was obviously having major physical, like uh, dependency issues. Yeah. And so I would do that so I could feel better and then go like, I wasn't doing it. The drinking at that point was past the point of let's have fun. And it was, it was to the point where I have to do this to feel, I have to do this to feel normal. Yeah. And, and that's where it was like, dang, you know, that was a real gut check. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I would say after that, around that time, uh, that's when the waking up started to happen. Yeah. And it happened for you first. Cause again, I'm stubborn and I like to deny things. And, um, but I, I remember like, you know, specifically when you basically were like, I, well, you tell this story, but we, we took a walk. You, you were just in misery for, I feel like months with your physical health, your mental health. And we were taking a walk. We took the kids to the park. It was a beautiful, beautiful summer beautiful evening. Day. It was like wonderful. And we were walking around the track and, yeah. and you were just a mess. And I was, I, I, I couldn't help but like be really aware of the contrast between how I felt on the inside and how the day was that day. Yeah. Because that day was so nice. It was like a perfect summer evening the air just smelled nice. Mm-hmm. The kids were playing all that. And I was miserable. Like I was depressed. I was always sick to my stomach. I felt like I just had a boulder in my stomach, like all the time. And, and I was still anxious and I wasn't functioning well. And I wasn't happy. I just w- had lost like the ability to be happy. Right. And I remember walking around the track with you and just being like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I was scared to even say the words. I was scared to like admit that mm. I maybe needed to quit drinking. Yeah. But you literally said, you said, I just want to be happy. Yeah. And you were, you, I, I could tell end of the rope for you. I, yeah. Like, and because you got to that point, you were willing to do whatever it takes, even at the time, the most scary thing, just giving up alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of the year I quit. The beginning of it. Yeah. It didn't all just happen. No, in the it didn't. Of an eye, but it was the beginning you started of it. your journey. And, and, and it, that, that's how it is for a lot of people. It just yeah. is a trickle. I, I'm starting to think like, is this worth a part three? Because there's so much. Maybe of like you have a wealth of knowledge and we're 
and we're, we're getting to pushing an hour. Yeah. And, and there's so much things like tips and tools and stuff that you yeah. researched and you, I well, mean, you and, spent and years. our healing and our, and, and us getting sober too, I feel like was, um, quite a lengthy thing too. I don't think we can talk about it all in 10 minutes. No. Actually, I really feel like we would like do a disservice to anybody that's listened to the last two episodes. Um, and that are struggling themselves because I mean, I'd want answers. Right. And so. I, and I feel like obviously we don't have blanket answers that help everybody with every specific thing, but you spent so many sleepless nights researching and so many days feeling bad, like going to the doctor or the naturopath and, 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 f- you know, finding a way That's to get true. better. It was a long journey. Yeah. And, and for you too, and for me too. And, and also, uh, <laughs> just us on that journey together as a couple and what that looked like us yeah. figuring that out, fighting about it together yeah, and coming to there was terms a lot of as a couple on my part. I think, I think that we have to talk about it a little bit more in I, depth. I think we so. would have to. Um, yeah. And sorry, we, we, I mean, we kind of went off on a lot of stuff, but I mean, it's just a, it's 10 years of your life. I mean, yeah, and, and there's so many stories, even I was well, actually looking in, 15, yeah, 15, 15 really. that, you know, we didn't even get to or touch on, but I I feel like we've touched on enough of those dark times and enough of our struggle and our journey that now it's time to shed some light on hope. Yeah. And I think we could dedicate easily. I want like everybody that's listened to the last couple episodes, please tune in to the third because, um, if you're struggling with this or you knew, know somebody that struggled, um, I want you to know, like, there is definitely hope and there's a life after all yeah. the bad stuff. And you might be listening to this thinking, there's no way I can ever come out of this myself. But um, our prayer for you listening is that that is not true and that you can, because I believe that anybody can. I, I do too. And, um, you know, I I had a revelation where for me personally, like I couldn't continue on feeding these dead things in my life. And one of those was alcohol. Mm-hmm. And at, at some point you get to, to a place where you realize I like I'm feeding something in my life that's never going to be full. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I had to just be like, I need to start feeding the things that are alive for mm-hmm. me personally, for my kids, for my wife. I have a beautiful wife. I have beautiful kids. Like I have a, a, a great job, you know, some days I don't like it, but you know, mm-hmm. it pays the bills. Yeah. And, um, there was so much, you know, so many good things and so much light and life that I was missing out on personally. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was keeping on some really dark glasses that I was viewing life through. Yeah. And w- once you get to that point, and you enter into sobriety, those glasses come off, like the scales fall off oh, your yeah. eyes, you know? Oh yeah. So, Big time. So yeah, yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. Let's talk about that some more in the third, uh, part three yeah, of so, love and alcohol. So yeah, we'll wrap this up. Um, again, we really would appreciate it if you'd follow us, um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Um, and then it's always important to rate review 
our podcast on Apple. Subscribe. Um, subscribe. Yeah. And then um, follow us on Spotify and however all the platforms, other ones work. Um, Just the more people that do that, the more people that rate and review us and uh, follow us, that just helps this get into in front of more eyes, basically. Yeah. And that's our hope. That's our hope. So. So. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, seriously, don't forget to tune in for part three. And um, we'll see you next time. Okay. All right. Bye.